Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Welcome to another weekly dose of Wicked with your favorite girls. Woohoo. Maybe at least your third favorite. I don't know. At least maybe top 10. Top 10 for sure. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Hope everyone's having a fabulous week and a great start to your October. A great fall. Oh, yeah. I just take a sip of my Dr. Pepper strawberry cream. Oh, my God. When are you going to be over? Strawberry cream. I'm not. I love it. It's so good. It's freaking delicious, man. It's the best. Dr. Pepper I ever had. I don't even like Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Dr. Pepper's gross. You're going to offend people and get us canceled. <laughs> Over Dr. Pepper? <laughs> you never know. People get mad about some crazy well, things. Well, I can't think of the word. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Spear your fingers. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's what I was going to do. Um, oh. I don't like soda. So. Oh, that's true. It doesn't really matter what kind of soda it is. I'm going to think it's gross regardless. So if you're a soda girly or boy, is that the right word? Whatever. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry to offend. It's fine. I don't care. I'm a soda girl. It doesn't bother me. I like water and coffee. Do what you want. I saw this TikTok the other day that was like, I'm a water and coffee girl, and but I'm married into a soda family. And it's like the whole family. Yeah, I saw that. They all had Mountain Dews. Yeah. I saw that. And I was like, that's how I feel hanging out with Sierra and her kids. Screw you. I'm not being rude. I'm just saying. We drink plenty of water. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? Okay. I do. How much water am I supposed to drink for my body? 64 ounces. I thought it went off your weight. Well, half your body weight in ounces. <laughs> no. I don't drink that much water. Okay. <laughs> well, that's how much water you're supposed I always to say I drink about 40 ounces a day. That's not enough. <laughs> it's plenty. My body survives fine. Oh, okay. Well, There's you'd sometimes... probably feel better if you drink the proper amount of water. Doubt it. Um, okay. <laughs> there are sometimes though, when I get that, like, SpongeBob and Sandy Cheeks bubble feeling. Did you know that if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated? Okay, well, thank you for letting me know. For letting you know. Sometimes I do get that, and I'm like, water. I'm sure. I need water. <laughs> and then I guzzle a bunch of water, and I'm good. I'm pretty much thirsty all the time, though, so I'm not sure about. But this Dr. Pepper quenches my thirst. A general rule of thumb, you should try to drink between half an ounce to an ounce of water for each pound you weigh. Half your body weight water. Okay. It doesn't matter. You're you don't drink this enough water. This is a fucking health podcast. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. This is a fucking true crime podcast. They don't give a shit how much water we drink. Move on. Done with you. Okay, fine. I'll just drink my water. Drink your water. Enjoy it. Make loud bangs on the table that I've added out. And guzzle it in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> You're so annoying. Sorry. Yeah, and then you bang it on, on the my table. Water. Yeah, I know you choked on your water. You choke on it all the time. You know what? I never choke on <laughs> my soda. I never choke on my soda. I think I have thyroid cancer. Oh. 
It's a great <laughs> announcement to make on the podcast. So I make a doctor's appointment. <laughs> they don't take me seriously. I already tried. Because you choke on water? Oh, I'm having like a hard time swallowing. Um, I don't just choke on water. I choke on everything. <laughs> having a hard time swallowing is like one of the things. And you know, my glands burn mm-hmm. when I drink wine. That's true. Mine do that too, though. But I don't have a problem swallowing. I swallow just fine. But I'm... Psh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No one wants to hear about that. Let's move on. This is not a health podcast. All right. So anyway... um, Maybe you guys think that we're hilarious. You probably do. <laughs> if so, you should head on over to patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked. And you should join the Patreon. Another announcement for the Patreon, just so you guys know. I know that we talked about this before, but we have started a new recording schedule. So we are now trying to record like we're three not weeks trying. ahead. We're succeeding. Well, so far. We almost did it because of me. No, we made it. It's fine. Okay. But anyways. anyways. So we're recording ahead. So if you do join the Patreon at five level or five dollar level or higher and you get a shout out it will be delayed yes it might take so a little bit. don't be sad yeah just be patient that wasn't that important but i just thought i should mention it you should mention that but anyway back to the patreon um you should join the patreon and then you can get two bonus episodes a month um as well as other awesome uh bonus content things you know ad free episodes stickers thank you notes shout outs all those good things discord so yeah head on over to patreon check it out if you like what you see then sign up yeah, sign it up. Join us. It'd be cool if you guys could do that. Uh, what else can you do? You can go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, fucking X, I mean. Uh, tickety talk. Maybe if we get enough followers on TikTok, Ashley will start putting TikToks out. Who knows? Uh, YouTube. Do all of those things. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever there is to do on those platforms. And what can you do that will help us the most? Tell your friends about the podcast. Yeah, tell everybody. They don't have Spread to be friends. The word. Anybody. Random Anybody. Joe on the street. Mm-hmm. Hey, have you heard of Weekly Dose of Wicked? They're pretty cool girls. Yeah, cool, cool. Post them in your uh, true crime, you know, fan groups that you're in. All those things. All right, so with that being said, we don't really have anything else going on. No. No, so you want me to jump in? Uh, well, we can tell them, for people that aren't in the Patreon, if you guys were a participated in our one-year anniversary Zoom, hopefully by this episode you've already gotten your shirt. But if not, your shirt is on its way, finally. Sorry for the delay. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Yeah. We kind of suck sometimes. We do suck. So. Honestly, we're mediocre at best. <laughs> That's true. So, anyway, it's on its way, though. It should hopefully be there by the time this episode comes out, though. Yeah, I would think so. But if not, shoot me a message. I got a tracking number. Yeah. All I right. kept those, I think. I would hope so. I gave them to you, so I wouldn't lose them. Yeah, and I shoved them in my purse. Okay. Anyway. Things get eaten there like they do in your house. Anyway, don't talk shit about my house. I'm just saying, your house eats things. You're rude. It did eat Jacob's shirt, though. <laughs> I made Jacob a shirt that says, my wife is psychotic. But then, like, the H-O-T in psychotic is, like, big, so it also says, like, my wife is hot. So <laughs> You're really proud of yourself. I am proud of it. It's a funny shirt. And I told him, I was like, do you want the shirt? And he was like, yeah, that's pretty cool, and both things are true. <laughs> I was like, that is true. Your wife is hot, and she is psychotic. I have no problem admitting that I'm psychotic. In, like, a funny way, though, not, like, a legit way. Anyway, fucking my house ain't the shirt. I can't find it. He's never even got to wear it. I think it's just because you have too many little hands. Yeah. That take things and move them. Yeah, for sure. And also your ADHD brain. You put things in s- special places. I do, but the shirt wasn't in a special place. The shirt was on a bar stool in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. It'll cut him up. It'll turn up anytime. I mean, it's been over a week. Yeah, it'll turn up. Anyway, though, I was really proud of that shirt. I thought it was funny. I wish I could have seen it. It was hilarious. <laughs> All right, Ashley, what have you prepared for us today? All righty. So I have decided to give you a serial killer case today. Okay. 
So, what? Nothing. Why'd you make that face? I just wondered. Why? In my mind. Well, because we did, our last Patreon was on California, and then this one you said was also California, but I also did a serial killer out of California. I told you who my serial I don't remember, was. and I can't find the text. They're gone. <laughs> Maybe there's something wrong with your phone. Maybe. Because, like, you said you sent Jacob text, he didn't get them. And I don't have the text messages of us talking about your case at all. I don't know. And you said that you sent them to me, but, like, I don't have them. I, th- I don't think you ever responded either. So maybe you just thought I was an asshole who didn't respond to you. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I didn't get them. Anyways, my case is on the Trailside Killer. Is that who yours is on? No. Okay. So, um, serial killer. Also, uh, trigger warning, a lot of sexual assault. So Great. Um, I don't, like, go into detail about it. It's okay. just there. So. Thanks. If that's not your jam, enjoy that pander- banter and leave. And we'll see you next week. Okay. Okay. So, what are you doing? Leaving. <laughs> no, you're not leaving. <laughs> it wasn't an option for you. Okay. Okay, so anyways. From 1979 to 1981, hiking trails at state parks in California were being terrorized. <laughs> what? I did a state park, too. <laughs> are you sure it's not the same one? I'm positive. Okay. It's a serial killer, though? Mm-hmm. Well, I did two cases. Oh, okay. Obviously. So one of mine is a serial killer in California and the other one's a state park. Oh, interesting. Well, we had some... We just are really... This is not working. Sync. I don't know. <laughs> like us recording all at once is not good. Yeah. Because our minds are too in sync. And yeah. then we do very similar cases and we have no idea. At least like when we were recording every week. Right. We kind of knew. Right. What you did last week. So I didn't pick the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Oh, well, maybe we'll just have to talk about it Guys, a enjoy more. the month of uh, serial killers in state parks. <laughs> Okay, well, anyways, we're being terrorized, and he was known as the Trailside Killer. That sounded really joyful. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I almost wanted to, like, sing that. The Trailside Killer, West Side Thriller. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sorry. Please excuse that. Excitement. It was not actual excitement. So, warning signs uh, were posted during this time that said, do not hike alone. The victims of these horrendous crimes. I don't what? think you should ever hike alone, even if there's not a serial Okay, killer. but in the 70s, you know, things were wild back then. I'm aware. Hitchhiking. Oh, don't even... There better not be any fucking hitchhiking in this case. <laughs> I don't think there is. I don't remember any hitchhiking anyways. Um, but yeah, so lots of signs posted not to hike alone, warning people. Um, often the crimes focused on women, but no one was safe from this horrible person. The first attack was on the morning of August 19th, 1979. 44-year-old Etta Kane went on a solo hiking trip on Mount Tamalpius. Okay. That's a very hard word. And the locals call it Mount Tam. So that's what I'm going to call it. Okay. Um, She did not return home, and her husband got very worried. The hike was supposed to last about four hours, but by dusk, and he had not heard from her, he contacted the police. That night, a search started, but it got dark fast, and the search would have to reconvene in the morning. The next day, her car was found parked in the parking lot, and she was found on a hiking trail nude in a kneeling position where she had been shot in the back of the head and killed execution style. She was sexually assaulted, and there was little to no evidence left behind. There were reports of a strange man at the park that day, um, a man in his early 30s wearing a dark hooded sweatshirt, and the hood was on and tied around his neck. Um, the reports say that it was really hot that day, so it was not an appropriate attire for hiking. So that's why multiple people noticed it and reported it. But unfortunately, that was all the information they had. Stop making that face. 
There's nothing about that that I like. Um, I, I don't like it either, but here we are. <laughs> On October 21st, 1979, Mary Bennett, 23, was jogging at Lands End Park when she was attacked and stabbed to death. Witnesses recall hearing screams, but did not investigate where they were coming from. You didn't like that? No. People are such trash bags, I swear. Oh, yeah. Like, it's how that whole mindset like scream. someone else is going to do it. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know why else. Or if you're not going to go investigate, at least call the cops. That's like one of the instances where um, it costs zero sense to mind your own business doesn't apply. <laughs> that is your motto. It is, but not about that. I mean. Okay, like, if you don't want to go investigate it, cool. I don't blame you. Right. But, like, call the cops at least and say, like, hey, I'm on this hiking trail and there's a woman screaming. Right. Well, they probably couldn't. They didn't have cell phones. Okay, so I'm sure there's, like, phones somewhere. Fucking pay phones in the middle of the national forest? No. I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe. No. Well, I can get behind. I can see. It's the okay. 70s. Okay. Not the same as today. Right. Today, you should call the police. Yeah. I mean, you have literally everything. I want to go investigate either. I wouldn't. But. No, I wouldn't either. I would say I Jacob. would. Yeah, Tyler wouldn't go. Jacob would. I know Jacob would because he's I mean, a hero. Tyler probably would go. Depending. Jacob was with him, he would. Yeah, Jacob was there. Jacob was a hero complex, so yeah. He was he by would. himself, no. Jacob would sprint into action. I could have fallen off the cliff. He could be holding me up, and he could hear someone scream and let me go to go save them. <laughs> That's a little dramatic. I don't think so. Okay, He's anyways. a hero complex. He loves to be strangers' heroes. Yes. It's weird. So that um, day, her body was found by other hikers who saw a blood-soaked trail and followed it into the woods where they found a woman stabbed 25 times and covered in a layer of leaves. 25 times? Mm -hmm. Some freaking overkill right there. Yeah. I think once is sufficient. And there were no witnesses. Hmm. March 8th, 1980, Barbara Schwartz, 23, was hiking on a trail on Mount Tam with her dog. She had heard about the other women who had been killed on Mount Tam, so she started bringing her dog with her for protection. A woman also hiking on the trail had seen Barbara... And saw her sit down to rest, and when she did, a man in a dark hooded sweatshirt approached her and held up a knife and began stabbing her. The woman began yelling and waving her arms, hoping that would scare the man off, and then left to contact the authorities. They later found Barbara in a kneeling position. She was not shot. She was stabbed multiple times in the chest. And her dog was still with Barbara, barking and protecting her. And they found a pair of glasses at the scene. Um, the glasses were black frames and prison issued. A knife was also recovered near the scene, which did have blood on it that would later be matched to Barbara and the killer. Hmm. Other than the one witness who was too far away to actually give it a description, there were no sightings of the attacker. Okay. October 13th, 1980, Anne Elderson, 26, left her home around 3 p.m. to visit her grandmother and was supposed to return home by 6. After visiting her grandmother, she went to the amphitheater on Mount Tam at the state park around five to do a little meditating and watch the sunset by herself before she went back by night she hadn't returned and her father reported her missing the next night a car was in the park's parking lot after hours and was ticketed part of the requirements was to call in the license plate and contact the owner robert elderson was contacted about his car being left in the park but it was his daughter's so the police searched her car and inside the car was her purse so she had not left her car like, freely to go start a new life, as they usually think. People leave their purses and go start new lives all the time. I don't agree. Uh, according to the police, they do. Happens all the time. Well, this time they did not think so. Well, good. I'm glad that they had smart heads on their shoulders. 
They immediately um, contacted the public and asked anyone who had seen her to contact the police. A few calls came in that they saw her that day at the amphitheater right before sunset, and she was alone. A search was conducted, and after two days, her body was found in a kneeling position shot in the back of the head execution style. Why was she at the amphitheater? She was watching the sunset and meditating. <sighs> okay. She really loved sunsets. I just And apparently like... it had, like, an amazing view. You could, like, see the whole city from up there. Okay. I just feel like that's, like, I don't understand these people that are, like, off hiking by themselves. I would, uh, first of all, I don't like to hike with people. <laughs> so I sure as hell ain't hiking by myself. Yeah. I mean, I love to hike, but not by myself. I would never do that. One time I went hiking with the boys. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they were, I don't know, it was when I lived by Winston. Mm-hmm. So, what, Sterling was probably, like, 14, 15. Adam was, like, 16, 17. Like, when I first moved there. It was longer than that when you moved there. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, they were, like, not, like, little children. I mean, they were. I would say that they were probably 13 or 14. Not 14 or 15 when you first moved there. Okay. Okay, anyway. Okay, either way. I mean, they were, like, not little children. But, anyway, so the three of us went hiking by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I was really sketched out, and I made us leave. We didn't even finish our hike. Why were you sketched out? I don't know, because I was the adult. Oh, no. I would have been fine with that. Sterling is a great protector. Okay, but he was 13. It doesn't matter. No, I would have been fine with that. I mean, Adam's a pretty good protector, too. Remember when he beat that kid up for Sterling? No, because Adam's never protected me. (laughs) He's only ever beat me up. (laughs) So, no, I don't remember. When they were at camp, some kid was bullying Sterling, and Adam went and beat him up. I do remember, but... Okay, well, either way, I was the adult, and I was with two teenage boys, and I was still sketched out, and we were at the boob. Yeah. Which is a very short hike. hmm Yeah, see, I would never put myself in that situation, so. <laughs> Don't worry about me. You've went hiking with me before. I hated it. <laughs> it was fun. No, I freaking hate hiking, dude. Okay. Well, anyways, I like to hike, but I, I don't ever do that alone, and neither should you. Anyone No, I don't listening. think anyone should hike alone ever. No. Like, that's really super dangerous. Yeah. Like, first of all, not even, like, if there's a serial killer. But, like, what if you, like, fall and twist your ankle or, like... Fall off the mountain. Yeah, exactly. Or get attacked by a wild animal. Exactly. There's too many things there. Too many components to hiking in the woods alone. No. I'm good on that. Yeah. So, this was the third murder in about a year in the same location. And there had never been any murders on in this state park before so that was very strange so the police believe that this is a serial killer a side note during the 70s and 80s take a guess how many serial killers were simultaneously killing in california alone a lot but i don't know um 20 20 that's crazy yeah that's terrifying i believe it that's just that would have been a terrifying time to be alive yeah i don't know i was like reading an article about that about like the prevalence of serial killers in like the 70s and 80s yeah they blamed it on lead paint (laughs) okay i'm just saying i I can see that actual that is but Hmm. said it like fucked with their minds yeah maybe i don't know so at this time there was a man who had killed his entire family on mount tam and went into hiding in the woods for about a week so he was initially the suspect in these murders what that makes me think of that killer that was like living in the woods in north carolina do you remember that no What's his name? Like Rudolph or something. So you're probably too little. So there's like this serial killer. I need to look him up, actually. So there's like, I don't know if he's actually even a serial killer. I don't know. He's a criminal of some kind. And he was like hiding out in like Did the... he get caught? No. Don't do it then, please. Then. Well, I'm sure he's dead by now. I was like four. I just remember that he was like hiding out in the woods. And we were hiking in the woods, I think. Like we were kids. It was like me, you, mom, dad. I feel like Russ was there. 
I don't know if Christine was there. I don't, I don't know if that was a trip that Christine like got mad and left. I don't think so. That was a snowy trip. But anyway, we like went on like this hike and like they were like talking about it. Like as we were walking through the woods, and I was terrified because they were like talking about like others. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, why would they do guy. that? I don't think they thought I could hear them. But oh, I don't know why that just made me think of that. That yeah. terrifies me the most. People that can survive living in the woods. Yeah, I couldn't. So, anyways, he was hiding in the woods for about a week. Um, he was the initial suspect, but he was actually quickly cleared. So then the investigation went cold. On November 27th of 1980, Shauna May, 25, went on a solo hike in Point Reyes National Park and went missing. Her friend had reported her missing when she didn't come home at the appointed time. She was found two days later, nude, in a shallow grave with a gunshot wound to the head. And near her body was another victim. 22-year-old Diane O'Connell was hiking with two of her friends. It was the day after Thanksgiving, so the trails were much more congested than they normally were. So the three of them got split up. Uh, two out of the three reached the end of the trail and waited for their friend Diane, but she didn't show. Confused, they walked back on the trail looking for their friend, thinking maybe, like, she got hurt or, like, she was tired, she took a rest, um, but they couldn't find her. That evening, around 5 p.m., they contacted the police to report her missing. They said that they did recall encountering a man who gave them, like, uneasy feelings. He was urinating on the trail in the open, which they thought was extremely weird. Okay. So, you know, he just kind of, like, they didn't like it. So it is weird. Yeah. Yeah, but where else are you supposed to go to the bathroom when you're hiking? Not out in the open. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. You gotta go to the bathroom outside. I mean, okay, we're not out in the open. So, um, they reported him, but they didn't really have any information on him, just that there was this weird man. So, there were reports of two gunshots, but the hikers who heard them didn't investigate. And Diane was found nude with a gunshot wound to the head. Was she kneeling? She was not. I think they were, like, laying next to each other. The same day, during the searches for the other two women, two more bodies were found. How many victims are we up to right now? I don't know. That's a lot. I don't like this. Eight. Yeah, that's a lot of victims, man. Mm-hmm. Not a And fan. we're not done. So when they were searching for the first two women, they found two more bodies. Um, one of the searchers saw a white cloth sticking out of the ground, and when he went over, he saw two very decomposed bodies buried underneath dirt and leaves. The bodies were Cynthia Moreland, 18, and Richard Stowers, 19. Oh, so a man? Mm-hmm. Okay. They had not been seen since October 11th. Oh, okay. And this was in um, November. Mm-hmm. This was after Thanksgiving. They were a newly engaged couple. Had only been engaged for like three days. They had had plans to move to the area, so they spent the day there checking out the town where they would soon be living. Part of the day, um, they went and checked out a local park since they loved to hike. The family hadn't heard from them that night, and they contacted the police, but the police didn't really take it seriously, which really infuriates me because uh, we're at, like, eight victims now. Right. So they should have taken it seriously. I mean, yeah, 100%. Um, how horrible, though. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go check out this new area. We're going to start our lives. And then you get murdered. Yeah. That's awful. Mm-hmm. This just goes to show, too, you know what Morbid always says? Fresh air is for dead people. That's why I don't <laughs> hike. That's why I don't fucking hike right here. It's true. Yeah. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. But they say it more towards like open windows, right? I mean, yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) I think that they say it for any fresher. Okay. I'm I'm altering it. Okay. For hiking. I like it. Yes, I think they say it more towards open windows, but don't care. So the police didn't take it seriously. They suspected that the young couple had eloped and were just spending time alone. But um unfortunately they were not seen again until they were found in November. Um first male victim which showed an escalation in his attacks. But because it's it was exactly a man... exactly what I was thinking with my mm-hmm. detective brain. That is, yes. 
Um, but because it was a man, they didn't immediately tie it to the other murders because that was, you know, unusual. It wasn't his MO, yeah. But uh, nonetheless, panic began to overcome the Bay Area. I mean, there were already 19 other serial killers prevalent. I feel like they already should have been <laughs> terrified. Yeah, they should have, but they weren't. <laughs> so there was a four-month break, and on March 29th of 1981... Ellen Hansen, 20, and her boyfriend Steve took a trip to Henry Cowell Redwoods State Park to hike and to camp for the night. They were both college students attending UC Davis, wanting to just take a little time away to relax, spend some time together, be in the nature, get some fresh air. No. They arrived at the park at 11 a.m. on Saturday and pitched a tent. They went into town and went to the boardwalk. They came back to their campsite around 5 p.m. to spend the night. The next morning, they got up to go for a hike. And then they want to, went to Monterey to the pier. They arrived back to their campsite around 2 o'clock and took a nap. They woke up and around 4 p.m. went on one last hike before they went home. They were approached by a man on this hike who pulled out a gun and told them to do what he says. He told them to walk into the bushes, holding them at gunpoint. Steve tries to give him money, begging him to let them go. The man says he's not going to hurt them. He just wants to have sex with Ellen. Okay, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. So Ellen fights back and is like, uh, yeah, no, not going to happen. And Ellen tries to take the gun away from this man, and so he begins to attack them. Ellen, unfortunately, did not survive. Steve did, but he sustained a gunshot wound. Um, he ran through the state park, and um, he very luckily found an emergency room nurse who tended to his injuries. That was extremely lucky. Yes. Just to clarify. Yes. This is a different state park? Yeah. All the other ones are the same one, though, right? Um, No, it's like three different state parks. Okay, but all in California? Yeah, they're all in like the same area of California. Okay. All okay. in like the Bay Area. Okay. So he was able to speak with forensic artists and helped produce a sketch of their attacker. There was one witness who saw a man on the observation deck who seemed to be scanning the trails instead of looking out like most people do, and he found that pretty odd. There were also witnesses who saw a small red car flee the park suspiciously around the time of the attack. The final victim was Heather Skaggs, 20. She met with a man who was trying to sell her a car. This man tells Heather that she can't tell anyone that she's meeting with him, and she has to come along. No. No. What the fuck? So she tells her boyfriend about it, and the man that she's meeting with, she works with at the factory next door to the company she works at. They do business with him a lot. It'll be fine. Um, she knows him. Her boyfriend says, yeah, I don't think that sounds like a good idea. I don't think you should go. And she's like, no, it's going to be fine. So he's like, okay, well, if I don't no, hear from it's you. not. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. She says, if I don't hear from you, or he says, if I don't hear from you by a certain time, I'm calling the police. I think he should have pressed a little harder, but I'm not going to blame him. Um, so he didn't hear from her and he notified the police. He was able to tell them exactly who she was meeting with. And that man was David Carpenter. They question him, and he looks exactly like the sketch from the previous victim. You don't say. And he is driving a red Fiat. You don't say. So they feel pretty confident that this is their man, but they feel like they don't have enough evidence to arrest him. So they keep an eye on him for the next few days, and Heather's body is found in Big Basin Redwoods, Redwood State Park in a kneeling position with a gunshot wound to the back of the head. So she got killed? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, a few days later. I mean, probably that same day, but they found right, her a few they days found later. Her days later. I just don't know why she would ever think that was acceptable. Because it was the seventies. It doesn't well, I think matter. Eighties at this time, but like you know, things were crazy. No, then. it doesn't matter. Like you don't go meet random strange men and not tell anyone where you're going. Like, what the hell? I mean, she told her boyfriend who it was at least. 
Yeah, he never should have let her go along. No, he should not have. That is insane to me. I'm sure he feels an insane amount of guilt for that already. I'm sure he does, but that's insane to me. Also, as much as I hate hiking, tank camping I hate more. Like, what are those people thinking? (laughs) They're just sitting fucking ducks. Yeah, no. I cannot, no. So I saw this TikTok the other day. There was like, um, I can't remember like the wording, but basically like you're not outdoorsy in the sense that you like to camp and do all of these like weird outdoorsy things. You just like to take leisurely strolls in the woods. And I was like, yes, that's what I like to do. No, I'm not outdoorsy in either of those senses. (laughs) Like I would never tent camp. No. But like I like to hike. Okay, but like here's the thing. This is, this is my thing. I will tent camp tent camp with my children in my living room i have no problem sleeping in a tent oh well yeah of course it's the outdoors i'm not sleeping outside just willy-nilly i saw a hack the other day and it was like girl hack camping in a tent and she took like one of those carabiners that like rolls up you know to like lock herself in there um have you ever heard of a fucking pocket knife (laughs) like what that's not doing anything for you yeah no no absolutely not i'm not getting a tent nope 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 nope. well that's like when we were in new york and i slept in the pop-up yeah terrifying that was terrifying ever doing that again i mean honestly though even sleeping in like a normal camper is a little sketchy sometimes yeah yeah those ca- locks are very easy to break they are fucking universal oh, are camper they? locks i'm pretty positive are universal there's only x yeah, amount it's just like golf cart keys i should be giving people these like crime tips here but right and you can order those yeah you can, like order them online and they're like universal there's only like so many keys yeah they're not like a house key right so no it's like garage door openers no yeah Honestly, yeah. you're safe nowhere. That's true. Nowhere is... I was going to say everywhere is fair game, but I said nowhere, so I was trying to think of a way to correct that, but yeah. there wasn't any. I'm like Luke Bryan, messing up my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to your case. Okay, now that so, I got off um, that soapbox. So, obviously, they assume that he is the trailside killer, and all of those were him. In all of the killings, the same two guns were used in the murders. Um, they found a witness who says that they sold him one of the guns. And another witness came forward to say that they bought the other gun from him. Oh. So that witness brought the gun in. They did some sort of a ballistics test. Uh, it was the 80s, so I'm not really sure exactly what kind of test. Kind of surprising that they had any, but they right. did. So they were ran on that one gun, and they found that it was a match to some of the murders. Hmm. And on that note, we're going to take an ad break. Do-do-do-do-do. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com and we're back. Doo-doo! Thank you. Thank you for the sound effects. Well, you do it for me, so I do it for you. Okay, so a little background on David. So, not a lot on him. His name is Dave Joseph Carpenter. He was born on May 6, 1930. Again, not a lot known about his early life. What? 
I just can't fathom people being born in 1930. Like, oh my God. I have patients born in like the 20s. I know. It's just so crazy to me. I think our oldest patient was born in 28. It's just so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to, I don't know. I don't know. Anytime I hear of like somebody born in like that long ago, it, I don't know. It's just a long time. <laughs> I remember I had like a, when I used to wait tables, I had a lady that, I don't remember when she was born, but her ID was expired by like 20 years. <laughs> and I swear her birthday was like 1912 or something. And I was like, I'm not IDing her. <laughs> like, I'm not. That's funny. It wasn't that. Maybe it was like 1918. I don't remember. It was definitely before like 1920, though. That's crazy. Like, she was almost 100 years old. And, and she was drinking? Yeah, she wanted a beer. Heck yeah. And, you know, the policy was if their IDs expired, you couldn't serve them. And I went and told the manager, I was like, hey, if you want to go tell this little tiny 98-year-old woman that she can't have a beer, be my guest. But, like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, I'm not. Yeah. She's literally seen fucking everything. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing it. No, you do it. She lived through the Great Depression. She lived through freaking World War II. Like, I'm not telling this woman she can't have a beer. She was a tiny little, frailest little old woman. She just wanted a beer. That's... I mean, go but you, I just lady. remember when I did her and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this lady is old. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. <laughs> this lady is old. You're so sweet. I mean, I just am like, man. Sometimes I hear these years and I'm like, there's no way that people are still alive from that year. But they are. So he was born in San Francisco to an alcoholic father and a domineering mother. That's how everyone described her. And I had to look up what domineering meant. Do you know what that means? Of course I do. Yeah, what does it mean? Give us a definition. Go ahead and let me know. No, give us a definition. Yeah, I don't know what domineering means. <laughs> I probably do, but go ahead. Um, I thought I had the tab pulled up, but it's not. You didn't? I did, but it's gone. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Came up over here. Anyways, domineering is an adjective asserting one's will over another in an arrogant way. I didn't know what that meant. I've never once described anyone as domineering, but I think you're kind of domineering. I've been described as domineering. <laughs> that's, what I say. I, that's what I thought it was, but I didn't want to be wrong. Who's described was as like domineering? Many people. <laughs> I can see that. Um, I'm, I'm assertive and arrogant. A little condescending. I am. I would say in a professional setting, I have been described as, do- as um, domineering <laughs> many times. So both of his parents were physically and emotionally abusive. He would often miss multiple days of school, and when he would return, he would be covered in bruises. As a child, he had a severe stutter, and he would be dressed in very fancy clothes all the time. In very fancy clothes? Yeah, his mom made him wear fancy clothes. Okay. Like little fancy jackets and pants. <laughs> okay. So um, because of that, he was um, bullied a lot. He was forced to take violin and ballet, and he was forbidden to, forbade, however you say that word, um, to play with the other children. So it made him more of an outcast. Yeah. He had two siblings that were favored over him, and he states that his family wasn't very fond of him at all. That's so sad. Which is really sad. He had two of the McDonald triad traits. He had persistent bedwetting, which went which went on much later than the normal, and um, cruelty to animals. Starting at twelve, he began racking up a criminal record of petty theft and breaking and entering. By fourteen, he was instilu- institutionalized for five counts of sexual offenses. At fifteen, he dropped out of high school. At 17, he was found to have molested two of his younger cousins by taking them into a bathroom at a park, holding them there with a knife. He was put into a juvenile facility until he turned 18. Once he got out, he began to rebuild his life, and he even got married in 1955 and had three kids. 
Um, that didn't last very long, though. In 1960, he was arrested for an attempted murder of Louis Rena. Uh, fun fact, she is the mom of Lisa Rena. Does that name ring a bell to you? No, I have no idea who that is. Okay, well, let me tell you who that is. That's a model and an actress who was in a lot of stuff, mainly Days of Our Lives. Um, she was in The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's on Melrose's Place. And she is Logan Eccles' mom on Veronica <gasps> Mars. <laughs> I was like seeing her like, why the fuck would I know who any of I don't, I've never watched any of this. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I do know who Logan Eccles' mom is. Yes. Yes, that we do. She, she was also off a bridge. Yeah, she did. Um, she was also like a guest star on Eight Simple Rules. I know that you didn't really like that show that much, but I loved it. I liked Eight Simple Rules fine. Oh, I didn't think you did. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, she was a guest star on that. She her name was Holly on that. I don't okay. know who that is, but anyways. I mean, I liked Eight Simple Rules. I didn't really like it when the dad died, though. It just kind of got stupid yeah. at that point because it like I mean, obviously there's nothing they could do because right. he died. He died in real life, but um, I just feel like the storyline kind of suffered. Yeah, definitely it did. At that point, so. So, um, Lewis was a friend of his family, and he offered her a ride to work. During this ride, he did not drive her to work, and he instead drove her to a remote area. There, he tied up her arms and told her that he didn't want to kill her unless she started to make a scene. I put make sense. That doesn't make sense. Make a scene. Um, he attempted to rape her. He used a hammer and a knife during his attack. But she fought back pretty hard. Um, she ended up getting out of the vehicle, and the struggle continued outside. During this, a police officer just happened to notice uh, the car on the deserted road and could hear her screaming. And he went and interceded. Is that the word? Interceded? Intercepted. 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 Intercepted the attack. Um, during the attack, Lewis suffered six blows from the hammer and had a fractured skull and it required surgery. David claims he doesn't remember any of the attack. He was arrested and spent seven and a half years in prison for the attempted murder. His wife filed for divorce. Rightfully so. Yes. In 1970, so just like two years after he got out of prison for the first time, Cheryl Smith, 19, was driving down the highway when um, David started following her. When she reached a secluded area, he forced her car off the road with his car and got out of his vehicle. He approached her. And she was inspecting her car for damages, and he apologized for the accident of accidentally running her off the road. And then once he got closer to her, he pulled a knife. He drug her off the road, and she fought back, sustaining multiple injuries to the hands and arms. She said that she pleaded for his life, and his whole demeanor changed, and he began helping her. He gave her his coat and helped her back to her car and told her not to tell anyone. What the fuck? Yeah. What kind of a sick guy is this? So Cheryl got in her car and drove away. Um, she got his license plate number, and she did not listen to him. She pulled into the closest business and contacted the police. Yeah. So, good job. Um, David immediately went home and packed a bag to flee, um, but he was met by police. He escaped them on foot and broke into a nearby home of a single mother and her two children. When they came home, he was standing in the house with a shotgun. He sent the boys to their room and made the mom drive them, him to a cabin in Henry Cowell Redwoods State Park. There, he raped her and drove her back to their house, back to her house, and stole her car. The next morning, he confronted a woman in a parking garage where he forced her into the stolen vehicle and tied her hands together. He then attempted to switch the license places, license plates on the cars, but she escaped. He ended up stealing her car and drove east where he then abandoned the car like 150 miles later 
He broke into a home there and was collecting some items to steal when a house cleaner came in. He raped her and then fled the scene. He broke into another young woman's home where he raped her and forced her to drive him to the bus station. He attempted to buy a ticket to flee, but he now had wanted posters of him. So the bus station employee recognized him and turned him in. So all of that occurred within a week. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like a psychopath. So he was arrested um, for robbery, rape, and kidnapping and spent another seven years in jail. During his sentence, he led a group of inmates to escape, but they were quickly found by bloodhounds and brought back to jail. Mm -hmm. After this, he became a suspect in the Zodiac murders. Oh, okay. But he was cleared. He was in jail during most of the murders, so couldn't have been him. And in 1979, he began his rampage through Santa Cruz and Marion County. July 6, 1984, David Carpenter was found guilty for the murders of Ellen Hansen and Heather Skaggs and was sentenced to death by gas chamber. On May 10, 1988, he was found guilty for the murders of Richard Stowers, Cynthia Moreland, Shauna May, Diane O'Connor, and Ann Elderson. Oh, and he was also found guilty for rape charges of two other women. And he was again sentenced to death. It came out a few years later that the foreman of the second trial admitted to having bias against Carpenter, and his lawyers then tried to use this to get him a new trial. After a lengthy process, it was denied, and his convictions were upheld. Um, and from what I could find, he is still on death row, and he is the oldest person in California on death row at 92 years old. What year was he convicted? 1984 and 1988. Okay. Okay. You were just curious? Well, I have a case on California, and my, I don't, we'll talk about it during my case. Okay. I don't want to give anything away. Okay. I just wondered. Don't worry so, about yeah, it. So, see, you were talking about, like, oh, that's so crazy that he's so old, but, like, he, as far as I can find, he's still alive. Yeah. He's 90. 92. Did you look him up? On the inmate lookup? No, I did not do that. You, I don't know how you even research your cases, because, like, <laughs> I put in so much more effort than you. I swear. Like, I look up inmates. I find out what jail they're at. Like, I mean, I saw what jail he was at. I just didn't really think it was that important. It's the, the little crispy details that. <laughs> okay, well, if you want more little crispy details, mm -hmm. there is a podcast mm -hmm. that did um, Once Upon a Crime. They did a three-part oh, of yeah? him, and it ends up being like five hours of podcast. I didn't listen to all of that, but yeah. they did do a good job for what I did listen to. Mm-hmm. All right, what's his first name? David. What's his last name? Carpenter. Okay, let me pull him up. Let's see if he's still in prison. Oh, he's actually 93. He's not 92. I did my math wrong. If he's still alive. David Joseph Carpenter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 93 years old. <laughs> yep. What prison is he at? Something starts with an O, right? Oh, he's at St. Quentin. Oh. Oh, never mind. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty crazy. Oh, and also, I didn't mention this before because I didn't like want to give away. But after all of his um, victims that he killed with knives, he then had to go to the hospital because of like his defensive wounds, or not defensive wounds, their like attack on him. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like he went to the hospital every time, and it still took ten victims to find him. Mm-hmm. Insane. You know what I find to be insane? Hmm. That there are 737 inmates on death row in California. 
I mean, they've had a halt on execution for a long time. Hasn't been that long. Really? Mm, I was looking it up for my case, and it was like two years ago. Oh, really? I thought it was since the 90s. I mean, they haven't been doing executions, but they just, from what I could find, really just got serious about it over the past couple of years. Hmm. When is the last time they actually did an execution in California? I don't know. I talked about it in my case, so we can talk about it when we do my case here in just a minute, because I literally talk about all this when I researched it. Okay. So, tune in next week to find out the last time they did a uh, death sentence execution in California. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. But I guess we'll wait till next week. No, I I did the research, so we're not going to take away my shiny moment (laughs) because I did the research in my case. (laughs) Like, ahead of time. I included all of this. Okay, well, I'm sorry I'm not as good as you, Sierra. It's not that you're not as good as me. It's just that, like, I did all the research. You're not going to take away my shiny moment. They can wait till next week. Okay, fine. We'll wait till next week. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.